Hi, I'm Dr. Jamil Sayaj. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about some deep stuff. I'm here to tell you that you're amazing. And often, the only person who can't see that is you. No matter who you are, what you do, or where you're from, there's greatness in you. Let's talk about it. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Jamil Sayaj, and welcome to the Transformation Starts Today podcast, where I, where I interview leaders, champions, and high performers from all walks of life as they share their stories, the lessons they've learned along the way, and empowering perspectives to help you create an extraordinary life without regret starting today. Today, we have with us the breathmaster himself, Mr. Ryan McBurney. Ryan McBurney is committed to mastering the best kept secret that is the breath. Through his own journey and that of his students, he's found that the breath has the power to shift and alter consciousness, to catalyze awakening and transformation, increase overall vitality, and create divine alignment at the core of one's being. I'm excited for this one. And so, Ryan, it's an honor to have you with us. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so grateful to be here with you and all your, all the listeners. Thank you, man. How are you doing today? Doing so fantastic. You know, just uh, feeling so present, feel so connected to everything I'm doing in each moment and mm. just uh, in love with life. I love that, man. For anyone who's with us, I know there's audio and video. So for anyone who's with us on video, you can just see it all over his face. He's glowing. <laughs> and so, so excited to dive in today, man. And so for my listeners who don't yet know you, they haven't heard your story. I find that each of us has a hero story. And I define that as this journey that we've been through, challenges we've overcome, all that brought us to who we are today, what we do today. And I find there's so much power and impact in sharing that. And very often we don't tell many people that story. And yet when we do, there's so many unlocks that people get to experience. They hear your story, they hear what you've been through. Maybe they're going through something similar. They hear how you overcame it. And that creates some new possibility for them that maybe they weren't aware of. Would you please share with us you know, what is your hero story and how has it inspired you to do what you do today? Yeah, absolutely. Love the question, uh, by the way. And yeah, you know, it's uh, actually, it's so interesting. One of the things that started me off on the journey early on was learning about Joseph Campbell and the mm -hmm. hero with a thousand faces. And mm -hmm. that was really early on in my spiritual journey and kind of just asking myself that question as I got started. And uh, you know, kind of taking it back to the beginning, I was raised playing sports and my dad was a football coach and it was like football was our lives. You know, it was just every day of the week, there was some, some sort of football in our lives. And that was really a, a lot of my identity growing up and throughout high school, I played a lot of, uh, football in high school and then moved on and played football in college. And with some of that, there was some partying involved, you know, it's a little bit of the culture <laughs> and, <time>. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mentioned that because it, it plays a significant role for after football ended and yeah. in college, I ended up, uh, tearing my ACL and I tore ACL, MCL, PCL, and meniscus, pretty devastating injury. <laughs> Had the, the LCL hung on, you know, kept everything intact. Anything in that knee area, it went. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it was, you know, one of those moments, uh, so surreal because it, it was like, wow, like I'm not invincible. And this, this is like the type of thing I thought happens to other people. You know, I, I didn't think it could happen to me. Yeah. And 
Uh, so kind of like a, in a way, a moment of awakening. And that took me off the path of football. I ended up quitting about a, a six months to a year later, coming back to ASU and finishing up there. And that, you know, it's like this, this terrible football injury, right? This, this devastating thing turned out to be one of the best things that could have happened to me because I go to ASU and still finding myself and trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and, you know, refinding my identity after it's like football ended and what now, who am I? And then it was, it was a long path of figuring that out, but a necessary one. And uh, a lot of partying continued. And that was like this, this last part of who I was, of what I was holding on to and just really searching for something, you know, something to bring me like that level of joy and adrenaline and like, just, mm. you know, what, what I had before. And, uh, when I come back to ASU finish up there, I'm taking a lot of spirituality classes, religion, and I had no idea what I wanted to do with those classes, but I was doing two minors pretty much, uh, some religion classes, spirituality, and then marketing. And it's like, you know, interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was just like the two things I was interested in, you know, marketing, like for some reason caught my eye. Uh, and then still after I graduated, had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was just kind of going from job to job, little, little side jobs, a bunch of hodgepodge of little side jobs. And then uh, kind of just at a point where almost feeling like this existential depression, not feeling a connection to the divine, despite those religion classes and really being interested in them. I didn't have this like uh, esoteric deep connection with the divine and I hadn't really experienced it. It was more a knowledge level. And then, you know, through just so much exploration, really trying to search and search and find the, like the thing, my purpose, my mission, my passion in life, uh, it kind of just fell in my lap one day. I watched this podcast, it was Wim Hof uh, for anybody who doesn't know who that is, definitely check the guy out. He's incredible. And uh, he was teaching Joe Rogan how to do breath work on his podcast. And once he explained how to do it, I paused the episode immediately, started doing breath work, and my mind was blown. You know, and like that was, that's where I reference uh, the breath is the best kept secret. In that moment, I, I did breath work, and 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, I was like, how did I not know this existed? Like, how, how is this not? The most popular thing in the world this is incredible <laughs> and from there is this really gradual journey of getting deeper into the practice myself learning more about it wanting to share it with others and over time it just you know became my life purpose my passion my everything it's like I, without the breath i don't know who i am <laughs> yeah i love that man there's so many aspects of that I'll see if i can pull it from memory that i want to just comment on they were beautiful Starting from the beginning, you mentioned when football ended and it was like, well, you know, who am I? And, you know, that was part of my identity and now it's not there anymore. And I shared this in one of my previous podcast episodes. I won't go into the full story, but just the idea of baseball was my life until I was about 14 years old. And then when I tried out for the freshman baseball team and I thought I just crushed that tryout, I was I was like, oh, that's in the bag. And then I, I went to school a couple of days later and the paper was on the wall and I didn't make the team. <laughs> I was completely <laughs> devastated. And it was the same idea. I didn't make the baseball team. I can't tell anyone. My family's going to be like, it's, a, it's like I brought dishonor to the family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that kind of vibe. But in hindsight, and I, I take clients often through a similar process where 
I looked at my life a couple of years ago and I thought back and I said, hold on a second. Here's my life the way it is right now. And what helped that come about? Well, that that came about because I was in this situation at the time or I met that person or whatever it was. I had that skill set. Well, how did that come about? And I kept tracing it back and I actually brought it all the way back to not making the baseball team. And then I said, oh, wow. So I called the exercise not making the baseball team is the best thing that ever happened to me. And when you have something similar, we all have some version of that. And this is what I'm alluding to in the moment something happens, you didn't want it to happen. And all of a sudden it feels like devastating. It feels like overwhelming. I can't handle it. What am I going to do? I feel lost. Maybe somebody's listening right now and maybe you're going through something like that. But I make this distinction. Think of it like, a, for me at least, the distinction is the, is the way your ego might see something and the way, let's say, soul or spirit might see something. Your ego is almost like a horse with the blinders on. And so for anyone who's not on video, I just have my hands kind of cupped around my eyes, like tunnel vision style. So your ego is just seeing what's right in front of you. And your ego is going, it's not supposed to be this way. I don't get it. Why is this happening? It's not fair. And so on and so forth. But your spirit doesn't have the hands there. So your spirit sees that full 30,000 foot view of it all, sees how it's all going to connect later, see how it's all necessary. And your spirit is basically saying, keep going, trust the process. It'll make sense one day. But your ego doesn't see that in the moment. And so just like it sounds like simil the similarity, you you having that transition away from football, in hindsight, you look back and you go, wow, that whole challenge, all the hardships that were in the moment, they were necessary for you to become who you are today. That was the case for me as well. And I hope everyone listening, just be with that that this idea of what if everything that I've gone through, all the challenges, all the hardships, what if they've been preparing me for exactly what I've been asking for? But I have to get stronger. I have to get wiser. I have to be kind of shaped and 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 guided by life to get to where, you know where I need to be. That was the first part. And then the last part I wanted to comment on. It'll come back. It just completely went away. Yeah. Well, as it comes back, I would like to touch on what you just mentioned. Please. So powerful. You know, there's a really the the reframe right of this is what happened, and can I not only accept it, but then give it meaning. And I feel like I, I might have heard you talking about this on the podcast with Anthony Balduzzi. Yeah. And, you know, give it meaning, figure out what that meaning is and allow it to catalyze, right? Yes. Allow it to create something new in our lives. And so powerful, you know, and the, the same thing happened. I, I tore my ACL a second time mm -hmm. uh, after I was just playing rec recreational football, flag football, and tore it again. And I remember that one thinking, okay, you know what, the first time it happened, it ended up changing the trajectory of my life in a positive way. I, I had seen it maybe years later, you know, and so I was like, I can use this one, you know, I can use this one to catalyze me in a positive way. And it, it was really challenging in that moment. And it was maybe like three months of yeah. really challenging times of just like being tested and coming back to, I need to trust this intuition I had that I can use this as a catalyst. But it's just such a powerful thing to be able to lean into that trust of, okay, I know this is here for me. I yes. trust the universe. I trust my life course and what God has in store. Yeah, there was this quote that I remember hearing from Tony Robbins probably like five, 10 years ago. Something to the extent, might be a paraphrase, but it's the idea close enough. The idea of when using that power that we all have to interpret and reinterpret 
you know, the present and the past, when the worst day of your life becomes the best day of your life because of the way you altered the meaning of what it means to you and what it allows you to do going forward, the game changes instantly. And I know in my own life, you know, that baseball example is on the one hand, it's like a small example. It's, you know, on the other hand, it was really big for me in the moment. Like it often is for us. It's a big deal for us in the moment, but in the grand scheme of things in hindsight, years later, we don't think it's that big of a deal, but in the moment it's everything. And then anyone who's heard the first episode of this podcast, I share about my story with my dad. And that story was like the next, you know, one of the next bigger versions of that same thing that in hindsight, I look back and I go, wow, everything that I do now, the way that I support people, the depth I love to go with people that I'm even able to go with people is because of the light that I found in the darkness of that experience. And so what if as a possibility, you can look back and first mine for the gold and pull the lessons out of that hardship so that now you have this opportunity moving forward for yourself and others to make life better. And what if you can trust that whatever you're going through now, that there's also lessons in this one and there's opportunities to help you become who you want to be that you may or may not even be aware of. If you're aware of it, great. Ground yourself in that and build. But if you're not aware of it, trust that it's there. You just don't see it yet. And I think that's also really important. And it did come back. <laughs> I was going to comment on as an acknowledgement to you and for everyone listening, something to be aware of. So here, here's Ryan watching this Joe Rogan Wim Hof interview. And then Wim Hof, I guess, demonstrates, let's say, you know, how to do breath work, at least his style of it. And you watched it and then you paused it and then you went and practiced it. Now, for everyone listening, how often, and I've been this person too, so there's no judgment here, but how often do you read a book or watch something, somebody describes something or requests, hey, go take, take five minutes and do this exercise. And then you just keep turning the page and you just read right by it. Or you hear someone share something and you're like, that sounds cool. And then you don't do anything about it. But Ryan heard it and he goes, that sounds interesting. Let me try it. And that completely changes the whole course of his whole life. And so what if you could be open to if you're listening or reading or in, you know, you're consuming content in some form and some aspect of it seems like there's a challenge. Hey, you know, do this exercise, try out this practice, actually give it a shot if any part of you is relatively interested in that and see how it is for you because it could shift the rest of your life and take you on a journey that you're not even aware of yet that can just impact yourself and so many others to come. And, and so one thing I wanted to ask you, Ryan, is on your journey – when you were in your darker moments, when you were having challenges and hardships, what were some of the things that either you reminded yourself of in the moment that helped you, or maybe it wasn't even in the moment, it's in hindsight, but things that you know, wow, for anyone who's listening, who's going through challenges like that, here's what I would share with them that could really help them through that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that just comes to mind is it felt like I was making choices that were taking me on a downward trajectory and whether it was uh, just abusing cannabis or psychedelics or uh, any, any substance, you know, binge drinking, it was always kind of just chasing the highs and it felt like I was heading for a rock bottom and, you know, my own rock bottom. Right. And we all would have our own uh, spectrum there, but it, it felt like I had, hit the rock bottom before and kind of bounced off a few times. And there was times where like I had this high level awareness and I saw exactly what was happening, kind of saw the, the, the zoom out, you know, of 
different choices, different times that I'd reached that point and thinking, okay, I can change course without having to bounce off rock bottom. Yeah. I don't, I don't need the catalyst of going all the way down to rock bottom again. And then having this bottom be deeper and darker and worse than any previous one. Mm. And so that realization was really empowering, you know, and it takes like this extra awareness, conscious choice, some, some, something inspiring, some catalyst, right. Other than hitting the bottom, but it takes something to reverse that momentum. But the more energy we put into that, the more we can actually change course and go up without having to go down. Yeah, I think that there's so much wisdom in that, you know, when somebody is experiencing, you know, somebody is listening right now, let's say there's an aspect of your life, or maybe overall, big picture, you're just not happy. You go, I don't like my life the way it is right now. But you kind of feel like you're in a rut. You kind of feel like you've it's been like this for a while. It might even gradually be getting worse, but it's slow enough that you're just kind of in it. And you want to change, but you don't know how to where to start or what to do first. But the one realization to be with, that I hope you glean from Ryan's story, I can't guarantee you what's going to happen in the future in regards to if you try this, it'll work. If you try that, it'll work. Everyone's different. I can't guarantee you which way is the right way for you. You're going to figure that out on, on your own just by trying things. But I can guarantee you that if you stay where you're at doing exactly what you've been doing, you're probably going to get more of that. And when you realize that, why would I want to keep going and realizing, you know, I'll change when life, quote unquote, forces me to change. I'll, I'll change when I feel like I have to. You, you're free to do that. And it's going to be a bumpy ride. And it's going to have a lot of probably pain and suffering along the way that aren't necessary. But if you realize, you know what, maybe there's one thing I can do right now. Maybe there's an inclination. There's a gut feeling. There's a pull. There's something that my spirit's like, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> and just start moving in that direction. Kind of like going back to that little example I shared with your story. You know, Ryan's watching the video. Wow, this breathwork thing's amazing. How have I never heard of this? And then he paused it and he tried it. He didn't have to do that. But it's like, well, what else am I going to do? Might as well try it. I'm just sitting here. So like, you try it and then it just changes the course of your whole life. So in that same way, how could you start making your life better right now? Look at your life as it's lived currently. Think about how it could be better and think about some ways to make it that way. And then just pick one of those things and go do it. <laughs> when you do that, you start getting momentum. Sometimes people think, I don't feel like it or I don't feel confident. And the challenge that they're running into, in my perspective, is they think that the feeling like it or the confidence is a prerequisite to the action. Mm -hmm. And it's not. You don't have to feel like something to do it. And you don't have to be confident in order to do it because confidence comes after. Yeah, <laughs> Why would 100%. you feel confident? Yeah. Why would you ever feel confident about something that you haven't done before? <laughs> if you are, you're just deluding yourself because the confidence comes from the doing it. And then there's a, you mentioned the, the podcast with Dr. Balduzzi that we did. And it's in that podcast, we talked about that confidence, competence loop. The better you get at something, the more confident you become. But the confidence isn't the prerequisite, it's the result. And so when we realize that, it's like, okay, wow, I can be afraid. I can feel uncertain and I can do it anyway. There's so much power in that because some people listening right now, you think that you have to have that confidence. You have to have it all figured out. You have to know how it's going to go. You have to be certain of the outcome before you even start. And my loving 
request of you is to turn inward and realize, wow, am I coming from fear when I do that? Am I coming from this perfectionist tendency of it's really insecurity of I don't want to be perceived as looking bad. All these kind of things of I'm afraid of what other people are going to think about me, because that's one of the only reasons why you wouldn't be willing to put yourself out there, because if you were cool with it, then why would it matter? And so when you realize, you know, I'm in, I'm human and I'm in this adventure and I'm going to try things and they're not going to always go according to plan. And that's OK. And I'm going to learn. I'm going to taste as many things as I can. I'm going to find the thing that lights me up. And I'm going to dive into that fully. It doesn't mean everything's going to keep working. There's going to be moments where you fall and you get back up. But life can be, life gets better one, one step at a time and one moment at a time. And the time to start that transformation, which is alluding to the name of the podcast, is always today. It's always right now because now is all you got. If you're waiting to transform in the future, the future only is real in your imagination. And if you're waiting to transform in the past, it's only real in your memory. So you can sit there and just talk about it. And it reminds me of that, um, there's a quote, it's a Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now, is today. Because 20 years ago, you, th you got the idea, oh, it'd be really great to plant a tree here, and then you didn't. Now it's been 20 years and you look back and you go, wow, I really wish I had planted that tree 20 years ago, it would have come in handy. All right, well, we can't do anything about that, but are you gonna be saying the same thing 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to plant that tree and then 20 years from now you go, you know, I could have planted it 40 years ago, but at least I planted it 20 years ago. But so often we are that person. 20 years go by, 40 years go by, 60 years go by, and you've been telling yourself that same story. I really wish I had started A, B, and C. And you always came up with some story or justification or reason why you didn't. And all that is, is story, justification, or reason. You rationalize. Now break that up. You tell yourself rational lies about why you mm, can't get started, wow. right? It's never true. And so I just went on a little bit of a rant there. So I'm gonna pause. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I love it. And, and I think two two perfect uh, branches off, you know, back to the tree analogies. Branching off, we can, you know, you mentioned uh, that sometimes there's that resistance to make that choice. And it, it can be as easy as making the choice and just doing it despite not having the inspiration or the motivation, despite not feeling connected or wanting to do it. And then sometimes 10 or 15 minutes in, once we're doing it, it's like all the inspiration's there. It's like, wow, I'm so glad I'm doing this. And we just get energized by doing it. So there's just this tiny little bump of resistance to get past. And another thing that I, I really use in uh, my day-to-day -day is the breath. So if I want to inspire myself, then I will breathe into something. It's like, okay, I know I deserve to do this. And I just get myself aligned with what I know is going to be the thing that gives me the most long-term gratification, the most inspiration, the most joy is taking action on doing those things that actually matter. Yeah. So a little tag, I thought of a little tagline for you. It's like inspire to inspire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so you're going with the breath. Now, if somebody has no understanding, of what breath work is, how it can support them on their journey. How do you describe it? How do you define it for somebody who's just getting started? Maybe there's people listening who are pretty advanced in their breath work practice and other people, they've never tried it before. Mm -hmm. how, yeah. how would you describe that for like a beginner? You know, there's a, my favorite place to start is the, the three principles of the transformational breath formula. Please. And so that's funny. I was uh, just talking about this at, my breath workshop that I held last week. 
but the, and the, the first one is a double-sided coin you know that, that phrase uh, I, I made the joke like well of course it's a double-sided coin what coin doesn't have two sides <laughs> you know so for this first one is breath awareness and conscious breathing and then so a lot of the the magic comes from this nuance of those two different things and uh, patanjali and uh, buddha both talked about how awareness and consciousness are not the same thing and that they're two separate things and so we can first cultivate this breath awareness where we're just watching the breath without controlling it almost like a meditation so that's a great place to start is just find breath awareness and then we can kind of mix in that conscious breathing or that might come in by itself and we can just begin to breathe consciously and be aware of the breath and from the most fundamental place the absolute beginner maybe someone who's never practiced breath work or uh, any conscious breathing we can just start with breath play it's the easiest place to start and you know we, we we call it breath work right and it kind of maybe sounds like this thing oh, i don't want to do that but breath play you know i just get to play with my breath just be with it be with the sensations the feelings the thoughts that come up during it and just breathe in whatever way feels good and there's no right or wrong and it's just all exploration experimentation and that is my absolute favorite uh practice i wake up in the morning and do that pretty often and so that's that's the first um, key, you know, the, the first principle is breath awareness, conscious breathing. And then the next two, we have activation or breath energy power. That's all the second one, right? Where, and I think of it kind of like the inhale. I'm creating power, I'm creating breath energy, I'm bringing prana, chi into the body. And then the third one, relaxation. So after a big activating in-breath, full relaxation. And that's just a very simple place to go with any breath practice. <sighs> and bringing that awareness and that consciousness into both of those aspects. So we're consciously activating on every breath and we're consciously relaxing on every mm -hmm. breath. And it's the seesaw up and down, upregulating, downregulating activating the spirit, relaxing the spirit, going deep into surrender, into the feminine, and then into the masculine, the power, the activation, and just balancing the spirit, balancing the whole mind-body system through those three principles. Something that, a word that you use there that I wanted to speak to, it's, I love that, you know, everything's being done consciously. And another word that, you know, may or may not be, you know, at least it's, at least it's a synonym, <laughs> um, intentionally. And when we're, you know, bringing more consciousness and intentionality into our lives in any aspect of our life, in my experience is, you know, it's going to be a good thing for you. It's going to add another layer of depth and richness to whatever your experience is. And so for most of us, we, at least my experience of this, as well as what I've read, most of us breathe very unintentionally, unconsciously. We typically keep it pretty superficial, kind of top third of our lungs, maybe. We don't really go deep. We have, um, you know, like you said, somebody hears about breath work. They don't know much about it. And they might think, well, well you're going to teach me how to breathe. I can breathe in my whole life. But they don't recognize. I remember I would say that to patients sometimes and they, when I practice medicine and they would say, um, <laughs> 
I've been breathing my whole life. And I'm like, yeah, but with respect, you know, you're not doing it right. <laughs> and then we'd have a conversation about it, give them an experience of it. And they go, wow, I've never like breathed like that before. I never, I never experienced that kind of relaxation just from my breathing, even though all my quote unquote problems are still here. It's like just by shifting the way they're breathing, their whole everything changed. Mm-hmm. And that's just really, really, that's an exciting thing that I have found that it can be so simple yet so powerful and so like um, quick in the result that it produces for somebody. Can you please share with us what are some you know specific examples of how breath work has benefited either your life or your students' lives or both? If you have any stories you want to share of kind of some examples. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing you shared uh, is something that will just benefit anybody who does even just the, the most fundamental practice is, you know, breath work in its most raw form, most fundamental form is meditation. And mm-hmm. through that uh, breath awareness, conscious breathing, we're focusing on the breath, we're focusing on this singular thing, mm-hmm. then we're improving our focus. We're working that muscle of focus and being able to hone in and bring this uh, inward, narrowed focus on something. And that, that muscle is also going to go the, the same way outward. Anytime we have an outward narrowed focus, then we'll be able to practice that uh, mm. and be able to have more productivity, more clarity, and more just joy with what we're doing. We're going to get more of a dopamine release mm. as we as we go through that. So that's you know just one, one really simple benefit. And one thing I've noticed is, uh, I, I don't know if I shared this part, but you know, I had learned so much in school about the, uh, you know, all the different world religions. And I saw the connection between all the religions. I felt like, yep, they all have this same fundamental truth. And yep, okay, the universe is God. And here there's all this, I understand, I see it, but I didn't have the connection to it. But then through the breath, once I started practicing breath work and got really deep into my practice, it all, I felt it. I felt the connection to the divine, the universe, and all the different things about religion that I had learned. And the, that was just the most magical thing to me is like that I had never felt a connection to any amount of divinity before breath work. That was, you know, that that's my connection to source. Anytime I, I want to connect to source, connect to infinite energy, connect to all that is oneness within myself and feel that I am whole and complete and that I don't need something outside of me, I can turn to my breath. And that's my biggest uh, takeaway and awakening and transformation that I've gotten from the breath. And I know many others have felt that as well. And as far as students, you know, it's uh, a lot of uh, awakening for for myself and for students. I I see these uh, just downloads come in after one-on-one sessions. Mm-hmm. So part of my uh, practitioner program is I offer 10 one-on-one sessions to my students. Mm-hmm. And these sessions are uh, really powerful in a different way from group sessions. You know, there, there are so many different ways to practice the breath on your own in a group setting, one-on-one, and, you know, countless other ways. But in these one-on-one sessions, I just, I get to see the downloads come in. And whether it's just realizing what's true for them, realizing the areas where they're not in integrity with themselves and with what really is true for them, what matters to them, what they say they're going to do, what they want to do, and then just 
all the pieces of the puzzle coming together. And the reason this happens is because breath work increases brain connectivity. The left and the right hemispheres connects different parts of the brain that usually don't talk to each other. It's very mm -hmm. similar to psychedelics in that way. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like a similar to a medicine journey, some people would say. And yeah, that, that's one of the most powerful things, just that clarity, that creativity and inspiration to take action on that clarity that comes in. When you talk about the left and the right brain hemispheres, is that also the reason why people can have emotional releases from breath work where they're in a way, you know, processing or reprocessing or releasing some type of emotional experience, maybe with a trauma, with stuck energy, whatever you want to call it. I've heard many, you know, breath practitioners describe things like that. And I'm sure you've seen that, you know, numerous times. Is that a similar, like the reason, the, the rationality? Yeah, I'm sure that plays a role as well. Um, how I really see it is like that we're just pouring this breath energy into the body, right? And we're just taking on more and more energy. And, you know, let's say there's, you know, I, I know you're very familiar with this and emotion stuck somewhere in the body, right? There's like this emotional energetic block. And so we start to infuse more and more energy into the body. And as that energy flows through the body, it might be coming to this block this, yeah. this density and it's kind of like coming to it coming to it and as as that energy flows it's maybe releasing a little bit so someone start to might feel a little bit of an emotional release and mm. then you know there's these minor adjustments that can be made during the practice where it's like this this emotional release is right on the surface it's it's ready to come out but somebody's maybe not ready to let go and then there's this subtle invitation this permission this holding space for somebody that allows this release, the emotion comes out. And I, I, I kind of envision it, see it as something that's happening more in the body. And there's, of course, a psychological component to it as well. But yeah, that's a really interesting aspect, those huge emotional releases that come. And then it's like somebody's crying and then they're laughing. And then all of a sudden you're doing a little bit of both and you don't even know which one it is. Yeah, yeah. So. If you're open to it, I'd love to, you know, I haven't, I haven't done this before on the podcast, so this will be a first time right here. If you're open to, I'd love to create an experience for all of our listeners, for anyone who either maybe they no experience of breath work, but they'd like to, you know, give it a shot, similar to kind of what that Joe Rogan Wim Hof interview did for you. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's here with us right now, maybe you can take us through a two minute, like a mini version of one minute of a breath work practice that's simple enough for beginners to do that gives them a taste for what this work is like. And, and maybe it becomes that catalyst where they're interested in diving into it further, maybe an area of life they've never experienced. And so I will uh, leave it to you. One disclaimer, if anyone's driving, uh, please uh, don't do this. You can uh, pause over to the, you can pause the video, the audio, pull over to the side, you can try it out, or you can just come back later and go through it, just make a mental note. But as long as it's safe to close your eyes, if the, assuming that's what Ryan's gonna have us do, um, I will turn it back to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you shared that. I was going to mention that as well. And yeah, so just allowing yourself to get comfortable. And as you find a nice, comfortable position, finding that breath awareness, seeing if you can just bring your attention inward into the breath. And there's no right or wrong way to breathe. You can breathe in through the nose and through the mouth. See if you can just notice 
are you breathing in through the mouth or the nose? See if you can notice the breath going down the airway. Are you breathing into the belly or the chest? How does the breath feel? Do you have a feeling in your body as you receive the breath in? Or does it feel a little vacant? You don't have a connection to the feeling of the breath. So just being aware of that. And then as you continue to breathe, you might invite in that conscious breathing. And you might breathe in through the nose, breathing into the belly, into the chest, filling it all up. And then a nice sigh of relief from the top. And then slowly turning that back into the inhale, breathing in. Once you get to the top, nice sigh of relief. And there's no rush on the inhale. Letting it just be this nice, simple practice where you're breathing fully in. Nice full inhale into the belly, into the chest. Then a nice little sigh of relief from the top. And then you can start to maybe speed that breath up just slightly, one breath at a time. Again, no rush. Maybe a little bit more volume than the last breath, just getting all the way to that full breath, fully in. And just keeping it going, removing any pause between the inhale and the exhale. And maybe a little bit more power on every inhale. We'll just do five more breaths, each breath a little bit more powerful than the last. Four more, and as the breath gets more powerful, the exhale, the sigh of release gets more powerful. Three more. Two more. And then one more, fully in and hold. Holding up at the top for just a moment. And then slowly letting go, relaxing. And pausing down at the bottom. No need to breathe, just relaxing, holding the exhale. And just noticing what you notice, just being with the sensations, being with the feeling, your state. Your body extra oxygenated, so there's no need to breathe just yet. Slowly, this urge to breathe might come, and you can just push past that first urge, and that urge builds, and when it gets really strong, we can go ahead and receive that full breath into the belly, into the chest. Inhale and hold up at the top. And once you breathe in and hold the inhale, holding it for as long as it feels good, maybe about 10 to 30 seconds when you're ready, letting it go. Just being with that state, being with your energy and knowing this is a small 
sample a glimpse of the power of the breath and the power it has to transform your mind and body, the state. And that's one round of breathing and we can continue to do a second, a third, a fourth round and each round these effects get more and more powerful. And you'll notice more and more effects from the breathing and I like to mention this at the beginning but now is a perfect time too. Sometimes we start to feel a little bit lightheaded or tingly during the breath work, maybe hot, cold. We can even start to feel almost these cramping sensations and it's all perfectly normal, it's all safe and it might be a little bit uncomfortable but we can continue to just breathe into it or we can always slow the exhale anytime we want to come back down to earth ground a little bit yeah thank you ryan that was beautiful and if i may share but this is a combination of my experience of that as well as something that might be really useful for everyone who tried that with us strongly encourage you if you just listen to that again maybe if you're driving that's one thing do it later but uh if you were able to do that and you didn't please do that that was um so grounding, presencing, relaxing, combination of all of them. And I think so many people who might be listening could be experiencing stress, anxiety, fear, frustration, any kind of emotional irritation that you might deem negative, that you don't want. This type of process, you know, there's a word that comes up for me, and that word is the word mantra. Now, the word mantra means a tool of the mind. So when somebody uses a mantra, typically it's a word or it could just be a sound, but it doesn't have to be. In this case, the breath serves as a mantra, in my mind at least. And so what I mean by that is when somebody has a mantra, the one that maybe growing up for me was like the stereotypical one is OM, but it could be anything. But when you use that and you're saying it, whether verbally or in your mind, over and over again, you're filling up in a way your awareness, your consciousness with that. So those random thoughts that show up typically don't because you're kind of preoccupied with the mantra. You're preoccupied with the word. You're keeping your, your focus like one pointed so that you can really be present with whatever you're doing. And that came up for me right in the beginning when we were doing the breathing. And I just thought, wow, just right now by, like you said, tuning into well, how does the air feel when it's moving through the airways as much as I can tune in and feel that, how does it feel when I inhale? How does it feel when I exhale? How does my body move? How does it respond? And then as I, for me at least, when I when I think about that mantra in my head on the inhale, I, I might think the word in. And on the exhale, I might think the word out if I ever need to really presence myself because maybe the thinking is kind of going everywhere. And that practice was just so beautiful. And like Ryan said, that was a short sample and of, you know, the tip of the eye, the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg of what this guy knows. And so, so thank you for sharing that with us. I hope that everyone practices even that, you know, he says you can do it two, three, four, five times. And once you know how to do it, bring it into your life. Make it a practice in the morning. Make it a practice before you go to bed. Maybe it'll help you sleep. Maybe it helps you, you know, ground yourself in the morning to like kind of take that leap for the day. But either way, again, thank you for giving us all that gift. That was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, pleasure and an honor. And just love to share the power of the breath so that people, you know, I, I, it still just blows my mind that 
not everybody knows it's like how is it not yeah. the the most popular thing in the world you know i, I might yeah. just be obsessed but no you know and the thing i love is that a i think they'd be i think an obsession in the context that we're describing is beautiful and i think it's exactly what is you know necessary in the sense that you know i what i want to say is everyone but you know some people might argue with that but i'm just gonna say it everyone's got that thing that they may have not found it yet but they will at some point everyone's got that thing that they that they choose to be obsessed about and and when you can find something to obsess over that actually serves other people and it makes your life better all of a sudden like the, that that quote that i've shared with you that people on the podcast have probably heard me say the rising tide lifts all boats and i love that because it's we all win like mm -hmm. what can i get obsessed with that makes everybody's life better including my own and in that sense that obsession to me is a very positive thing and if we can find that which i know you have it's an amazing experience and so you know that like you know the foundation of this podcast the foundation of the work that i do is to help people create an extraordinary life without regret in your life experience given the lessons you've learned along the way how would you advise anyone listening to create an extraordinary life without regret mm, yeah well i would definitely you know use my bias and uh, invite people to just dive into the breath as that's going to just enrich anything that anyone does you know um you, you mentioned everybody has that thing that they could find and i, I feel that strongly about everybody can benefit from breath awareness and conscious breathing mm. and it's only going to enrich and infuse more awareness more consciousness into their life more presence and more joy more high vibrational emotions more mm. emotional states experiences connection you know and whatever uh if somebody already has that thing that they're so connected to it'll enrich that if if we ha they haven't found it yet this will be something that supports them in finding that and you know, i don't know if that exactly answers your question but i feel like it's probably somewhere in the realm no no i'm sure it does because the 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 breath work that i have gotten to practice in a loose framework in my own life it's been very transformative and it's added so many you know additional layers of depth for me and allowed me to really explore myself more and just that presence of slowing down, I felt that as well. I don't think I shared that. I felt that as well in, you know, my experience, at least of the breath practice you took us all through, just slowing down in a world that for most of us seems very fast paced. And when mm -hmm. you feel like it's go, 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 especially like I live in New York, so I'm in the Northeast. <laughs> so in the Northeast over here, we're kind of known for that. If you feel like it's go, 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 you feel you can't catch a break. If you feel like slowing down is going to stop you from getting where you're going, I often share with people, sometimes you got to slow down to speed up mm -hmm. and Absolutely. you slow down first, pause, regenerate, recuperate, reestablish. Re Where am I headed? Do I still want to go there? <laughs> and mm -hmm. then if that's the case, you move forward. But the breath work creates like that window, that space of opportunity to just be with yourself in a way that most of the time we don't take. And I think that's a beautiful addition to that extraordinary life without regret. Absolutely. And I was reading a Joe Polish book this morning and there there was a topic within the first chapter and it was talking about how it's like we could spend a month working on something and just be busy, busy, busy and uh, have it not be productive. 
but we could also just slow down and do hard, smart work for an hour and have it be more productive than mm. the amount of stuff we'll do in a month. If it's yeah. working smart along with hard instead of just hard and the hustle and bustle, just go, 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 right? We could just grind our face off, but we could waste our time. Yeah. Something that's coming from up for me, I find that we all, there's some pivotal moments in each of our lives where we took a chance on us or we made a decision that just every decision, if you want to look at it in the micro, every decision changes your life. But there are certain decisions that seem to have bigger impacts on our life. Can you share what's what you might call a big decision that you've made or a risk that you've taken that you're deeply grateful for and why? Mm. Yeah, there's definitely many. Um, you know, one, I'll say I, I was living out in Chandler, which is a part of Arizona. It, it's a part of the greater Phoenix area for anybody not from out here. And then a lot of my friends that I was meeting lived in Scottsdale. It'd be like a 30 minute drive. So I would like, it was around the time where I was really starting my business and trying to, to learn more about business and to just figure things out and kind of stepping into a new way of being, stepping into a new life that was different than my old life. It was like still this transitional period. Mm. And I was living with my brother and his his now wife, my sister-in-law, and uh, loved them both so dearly and really enjoyed all the time living with them. And at the time, it, it kind of just felt like, you know, I, I deserve to be around people who are on this same path, you know, who are really creating a business and in, in that mindset of, of bringing a vision to fruition. And then uh, there was this like, moment where I, I got catalyzed into a move. It was, you know, it wasn't necessarily a choice, but it was like, okay, well, I could figure out my situation in Chandler. I know, I know Chandler, or I could just make the jump and move to Scottsdale and be around this, this new friend group that I'm, um, that I've been introduced to that I'm like getting to know. And so I just like shot out a text. Uh, and this kind of brings me back to, um, this, this, uh, idea that my friends shared at a recent entrepreneurs event, they taught they were on stage talking about the power of one, and one text, one conversation, one connection, one, um, you know, anything can change the course of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I shot out one text to my friend Nick and his roommate, Paul. And I said, Hey, like, I'm gonna move to Scottsdale, like, what's your guys situation? Are you? Are you open to doing a three bedroom or you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, Well, no, uh, we, we've got our situation, but here, here's Tim's number. Reach out to Tim. He's actually looking for a roommate right now. And like literally days before his cousin had just let him know, uh, he was moving back to Missouri. And so I did that, you know, I just, I took that action and I did that, even though it felt a little uncomfortable and I know my life would not be even close to the way it is now had I not done that. And, you know, I just know within the circle, there's so many like uh, similar examples of that of people moving from Colorado, Michigan, California, all these different places, taking a chance to move to Arizona. And it's like this hodgepodge of coming together uh, in, in this group. And, you know, I, I know SCNM, you know, the, the naturopathic medicine school you went to is probably very similar people coming from around the world, around the nation to come together to meet and these amazing lights, you know, all this similar vision, similar purpose. 
of just being there all they are meant to be and it's just such a beautiful thing to get to listen to that intuition take action on it and then see it flourish and really come to fruition mm. so that's definitely one of the the most powerful decisions another one is i remember uh so my mentor my breathwork mentor dan brule he was coming to arizona and uh, there's this optimization studio wellness studio uh, I go to, they have ice baths, sauna, jacuzzi, all this stuff. And they were hosting Dan. Dan was coming to Arizona to do a three day breath workshop. And I thought, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, what? I've, I've known about this guy for a while and I've been looking for a new teacher. That's not Wim Hof and like, not all these, like the people I knew in the space, Dan is kind of different. And there was something about him that I thought like, oh, I'm, I'm interested by him. And he was coming for these three days and there was a camping trip planned that same weekend and i was like well i could go to the first day of the camping trip and then leave and go to the rest of dan's thing or i could just go to the camping trip and like i'll you know see dan later i'll see him online you know and then i i decided you know what i'm gonna buy a ticket i'm gonna do this like there's something that's calling me to it i just felt this calling and i go on the camping trip and i was having a great time i was like oh man i gotta leave like you know I almost wish I wasn't, blah, blah, blah. You know, that the ego of just having a fun time with the friends. And I leave, come back in the home, uh, t into town, go to the event. And within 15 minutes of being there and listening to Dan talk, this guy's an amazing storyteller and just really captivating energy. And I just knew like, wow, this was the right decision. Holy smokes. You know, like it felt, I just felt an energetic shift in my, my own being just being in the room with him and getting to hear him talk about the breath in a way that I'd never heard anybody else talk about the breath. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe within 30, 45 minutes, he had mentioned, oh yeah, we have this uh, 21, 21 day breathwork retreat that we do every year. And uh, that's in February. So this was like six months before it was going to happen. But instantly, like I'd, I'd been in the room with him for 30 minutes and I was like, I know I'm going to be at that 21 day breathwork retreat. Nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. I have to be there, you know, and yeah. it was like I, I didn't care if it was going to cost $100,000. I was going to find a way to get the money and be there because it was just like, I know that this this man is a wealth of wisdom and knowledge and experience and, you know, just all the things that I I want in my life mm. that I want to experience. And that it was just like, you know, couldn't couldn't uh, have gone any better, and I just couldn't be more grateful that I made that decision. Yeah, thank you for both of those stories, and I want to point out a couple of things. Notice that for everyone listening, notice in that second story, the order of kind of the the those feelings. And what I mean by that is, so first Ryan goes, you know what, I'm gonna buy a ticket to this. Just it feels right. But then he gets there and within 30 minutes, he's like, this was absolutely the right decision. Like I needed to be here. And like, I know I'm going to do that next thing. But this goes back to what we said before. Where are you hesitating on taking an action because you don't have it all figured out yet? He didn't have that absolute like ironclad certainty before he got to the event. He just had that kind of gut feeling. My spirit's telling me that's the thing to do, but it's maybe not 100% yet. And then like, you know, he follows his heart, he goes, and then it opens up. So what's that inclination that you're feeling? And then what if you move in that direction? I just love that. And it reminds me of one of a, a guest on my podcast earlier, 
phenomenal episode. His name is Michael Ketchin, good friend of mine. I, I recommend you check his episode out. Very successful real estate guy. And he has this quote that he always says of just bet on yourself. Like that's his big thing. Are you willing to bet on yourself? And in that same kind of way, notice that, you know, what Ryan said and a theme that I notice whenever I ask this question of my guests, the thing that they look back, the risk, the decision, the whatever they, they want to call it, that they're deeply grateful for and why, it's always because I chose me. I did something that was scary in the moment. They might still even be scary at times now that shifted the trajectory of my life. And it was in alignment with what my heart, my soul, my, my calling felt like it was in the moment. And you never regret that. It doesn't always work out when you follow it, but it'll work out however it's supposed to work out in the sense that you grow, you meet people, you learn. I'd much rather go after my dreams for 10, 20 years and it just didn't happen for some reason. And at least know that I gave it a shot <laughs> than never try it at all and have the the regret side of looking back and going, I wonder if, I, if that would have worked if I tried that. And so I just really want to acknowledge you for taking these bets on you and saying, I have to be there. I'm going to find a way like this is resonating so strongly with me. I know that that's why I'm here. Like I, I got to do this. And a lot of people don't do that. Everyone's capable of it, but a lot of people don't choose it. And you did. And so I really want to acknowledge you for that. And I encourage everyone who's here with us, where can you do that in your life? Where can you lean in? Where there's Where is there a phone call that you can make? It's like Ryan talked about the power of one. Where's that one message you could send, the one phone call you can make, the one action you could take, the one step that potentially changes everything? You know, the one networking event that you go to, that you meet you meet your future business partner, your future spouse that you're considering going to, but you're not really sure. <laughs> you know, there's all these things that can change in your life. I, I remember hearing you mentioned Joe Rogan earlier. It was a Joe Rogan like clip on YouTube, and it basically said, life is 50-50, but you've got to go first. You throw the ball up, and it comes back down. But in order for it to come back down, you got to throw it up first. And so in that same kind of way, you have to take the action first. Like, how do I know you're serious about something? Because you're doing it. You're investing your time, your energy, your money into something. That's how you know you're serious about it. But you have to do that first in order for the result to come back. There's that old expression I've heard. It's like you, you go to the fireplace and you're yelling at it saying, give me heat first and then I'll light the logs doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You got to light it first, then you get the heat. That's like, you got to take the action. You got to do the outreach. You got to take the step. So the outside world can then have its turn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I remember, you know, perfect timing. Actually, I, I was mentioning, I was reading that Joe Polish book and he was talking about, oh, you know, I got all the certifications, all the best equipment, all this, all that. He was a carpet cleaner mm -hmm. and you know, trying to make his business successful. And he's like, I can't, can't figure it out. Like maybe I'm just not in the right business, you know? And I remember thinking the exact same thing when I first started with Breathwork. It was like, I had learned how to do it. I'd been practicing for two years. I was just like wanting people to just show up at my classes. But it was like, I was like barely sending an email out a day or two before, like not doing any real outreach and yeah. promotion. I was like maybe a little bit of the internal fear of putting it out there, putting myself out there. And then after a while I realized, wow, you know, once I really started just putting, putting it out there, stop letting fear slow me down and then stop letting this, like, I don't know how to do it. Like wanting somebody else to come save me, 
once I get past all that, then things really start happening. And it might not be right away, the, like right at first, but little breadcrumbs from the universe slowly but surely come in. And as they do, it just feels so good. And, you know, there's something you mentioned earlier that made me think of this and now it ties back in is, you know, if, if it was easy, it just, it wouldn't be worth it. If, if there wasn't the, the challenge, the struggle, the, you know, the hurdles in the way of point, from point A to point B or Z, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't feel so good when we get there. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I love that because it reminds me of this quote I heard when I was a kid, what you get will never make you happy. Who you become will either make you very happy or very sad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, who you become is through the challenges, through the struggles, through the trial and error. You know, it's like when I think about, like you said, you're putting on an event, you know, whoever's listening, you're doing your version of that. You know, you're putting your dream out there. You're putting an offer out there. You're inviting people to do something with you, whether it's a single one person, like a date or something, or whether it's a client or a customer or whatever it is. And initially the fear might be, well, what if I do it and they say no? You know, what if they... And we take it personally and we fall into the illusion of rejection. And what I mean by that is for me, rejection doesn't exist. Rejection is a concept. Rejection is the story that you make up about what my no means. Now realize the, the, the wording there. Rejection is a story that you make up about what my no means. Because the reality is that my no just means no. My no doesn't mean you're not good enough. My no doesn't mean that you don't have what it takes. My no doesn't mean that your parents were right. You're never going to amount to nothing. Like that's not what it, any of that means. That's all made up. No just means I'm not interested. But some of the next person might be really interested. You got nothing to do. Don't, don't take it personally. And so, so now going back to, we have the option. Okay. I, I could make that email invitation. I could call that person. I could invite that person. But then we don't, and we don't because there's that fear, the rejection, what if they don't like it? But now what if the flip side is, well, if I've got this product, this service, I've got this offer, this invitation, and I make it and nobody wants it, wouldn't I want to know that so I can make it better so that then they would want it? And that's the only way that we're going to find that out. But if I've got something and I'm unwilling to share it out of fear that you might not like it, then well, why did I make it in the first place? Because I wanted to help somebody. I wanted to I wanted to make someone else's life better. I wanted to make some money, whatever it was that I wanted to do. Well, that's not going to happen unless I involve somebody else. And so what if we check the fear at the door? And again, realize, like I said earlier, fear, just like you don't have to be confident to get started, you don't have to be fearless to get started. You can have courage, which means you're afraid, but you get started anyway. You're afraid, but you move forward anyway. So what if you had the courage to say, you know what? I am getting called in a certain direction right now. There is something that's on my heart that I'd like to do. Again, I can't guarantee that you call that person, you ask them out, they're going to say yes. But I can guarantee you call that person out. If they say no, at least now you know and you can move on. And if they say yes, you're going to be like, I'm so glad I listened to this podcast. <laughs> like, But all these things, your life can change in an instant. And so as we begin to wrap up, Ryan, what's exciting you now in your world that you're working on, that you're creating? Yeah. Uh, number one is my practitioner program, mm. uh, Ascension Breath Mastery, and mm. it's uh, definitely my my baby that I've been working on for years, really. And it's just things have come together in such a beautiful way. And 
it feels like such divine alignment because it's the thing in business that's started happening with success easier than anything else, quicker than anything else. And, you know, just uh, have attracted my first few students um, without, you know, just with, with grace and ease. And uh, so that I'm really passionate about doing that just sharing the power of the breath, bringing all the wisdom and knowledge that I've accumulated and uh, synergized and put it, put it just in a, a way that I can share it with each person through, through all the different modalities, the, the course sessions, all these different through our group calls and really just wanting to empower other individuals so that we can have more breath workers in this world. We definitely deserve yeah. more of them and uh, for the breath to just continue to be shared with others. So that's one thing I'm just super, super passionate about. And whether it's somebody who's a coach, a healer, or uh, just a high performer, it, it's something I know can benefit anybody and everybody in in different ways. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know, my own recommendation for everyone listening, I've gotten to know Ryan, you know, really well, and he's the real deal. And when it comes to having not only the ability for yourself to learn how to do this, like Brian gave us that Brian, I think it's Brian, Ryan gave <laughs> us that really beautiful and, you know, short experience that can be so impactful for your life. And now imagine you add layers and layers and layers on top of that, making it so much more useful for you. But then you take a practitioner training like this, and now you learn how to facilitate that for other people, whether it's friends and family, just doing it because you want to do it, you want to help or you know, a side income or a full on profession <laughs> as a career. But either way, that's just so wonderful that, you know, it's a way of giving back. It's a way of everybody wins that rising tide lifts all boats. And uh, like you said, it brings more breath workers out into the world because like you, there were a lot of people who had no idea about this. And now that you know it, you're like, how does everybody not know this? Bringing more people on board will facilitate that, that transformation of the planet that more people know about it and get benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very well said. And just, just uh, definitely the, the the vision, you know, and I know you've seen my vision video. And that's yes. uh, something I just would love to shout out my friend, Nick Rapkliss, who's cre creating these vision videos, just grow vision videos. And it's just a reminder, I get to see this vision, I was so clear on it, getting to see every day, exactly what I am here to create in the world. And just that, you know, just bringing more awareness to the breath, more conscious breathing, teaching others to do it so that that impact can be exponential and mm. in, in that ripple that's caused and not just limited by me and how many sessions I can do in a day or in a week. Yeah. Right. And I can just teach others to do the same thing because it's, it's not me, it's the breath and there's the, the wisdom of the breath. And you know, that, that's one of my favorite things to just remind my students is, you know, it's, take all the pressure off yourself. It's, it's not about, can I do this? You know, or like, uh, am I, am I good enough? It's like, just facilitate the breath, show up in reverence for the breath. And then it, it takes care of itself because it's such a magical mm -hmm. modality. Yeah. That's a perfect way to, to close today. And so how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you, Ryan? Yeah. So, uh, Instagram is a great place. Master my breath. And that's, that's the, Instagram handle master my breath and also uh, email is great for now because uh, I don't have my website live just yet 
it'll be mastermybreath.com. And then my email is ryan at mastermybreath.com. Perfect. 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 I'll have all the links to connect with Ryan in the show notes below. I want to say, first of all, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, for giving us the gift of that breath experience. I mean, it was, I'm not just saying it, it really was wonderful for me. And I, I trust everyone else had a wonderful experience as well. I encourage people to go back, listen to this episode again, especially that breathwork exercise, get that down, add that to your toolkit and then use it. You know, if it's just, you know, I may, I make the joke sometimes people talk about books that you read or you buy them, you don't read them, you put them on the shelf and they become shelf help. You know, <laughs> you don't ever get any personal benefit because they're just sitting there in that same kind of way. This tool that Ryan shared with us, this experience, it's only valuable if you use it. It's only valuable if you remember that whenever I'm anxious, whenever I'm stressed, whenever I want to help going to sleep, whatever your your point of using it, use it, practice it, make it a part of your day-to-day life and amazing things happen. And so if this episode resonated with you, first and foremost, please share it. Share it with anyone that you believe it would benefit from. Please leave a review, whether it's Apple, Spotify, if it's a YouTube comment, anywhere you're Tuning into this, the reviews really help and they help the show expand and more people to see it and learn about it. And similar to what you said about the breathwork, how do more people not know about this? I've had people tell me that about the show and I, I love, that's a beautiful comment. I love mm-hmm. that. And it would really mean a lot, you know, share this far and wide and let's help as many people as we can together. Ryan, anything you'd like to say as we close? Hmm. That's all for me. You know, thank you again for having me on. I just love getting to, to share the journey and the breath. So thank you again. And thank you everybody for listening and uh, yeah, peace, love and breath. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the, that's going to be the name of the show. Peace, love and breath. I love yeah. it. All right. And so, like I said in the beginning, you know, my life's work is to help leaders, champions and high performers to experience more happiness, peace and fulfillment as they create an extraordinary life without regret. If there's anything that you're going through right now, whether you got challenges in your business, your relationship, your mindset, your happiness, health, spirituality. It's that full spectrum of the human experience. Let's dive deep into a conversation. Let's see what's going on in your world. Let's see what you'd love to create and experience. And if I can help, I'd love to help you do that. And so you can reach me at jamilsayage.com. I'll have the link in addition to everything Ryan shared. And if you're looking for the podcast, obviously, you know, you can find the transformation starts today, anywhere you tune into podcasts or on YouTube and on social media. I have about eight or 900 pieces of content on there over the years, short videos, short little blog posts, quotes, things that can really help turn someone's moment or day around. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Jamil Syed, DR, and then my name. Facebook is just Jamil Syed. LinkedIn is the same, just Jamil Syed. Thank you again so much for your time, your energy, your attention. Ryan, thank you for being with us. I have found that most people's favorite day to change their life is tomorrow, and that's why they stay stuck. But every one of you can be different. For you, transformation can start today. But you got to choose it. And like Ryan said, it's the power of one. One choice in one moment can change the course of your entire life. Sending right you all now. so much love right now. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with us today. If this conversation served you, it would mean a lot if you left a review and shared this with anyone who may benefit. An extraordinary life without regret is available to you now. Choose it. It's your time.